So to help you guys get started, I'd figure I'd offer 10 quick tips for how to jumpstart your yoga practice. So number one, and this is the most important one, you got to invest in your own mat. If you're someone who assumes they can borrow their wife's mat or their girlfriend's mat or your neighbor's mat or your roommate's mat, if you've been doing that, you got to buy your own mat. It's 60 to probably 90 bucks to get a good quality mat, maybe more like 70 to 90. And Jade Yoga makes a great mat, the Harmony mats, it's just a classic. The Manduka Pro is a little thicker. That's another mat that I think is great. And maybe I'll do something down the road that talks about the different types of mats out there. And if you're a traveler, if you're someone who wants more grip and less slip, there's all kinds of mats. There's a lot of cheap ones too. Don't buy the cheap ones. Anyhow, number one, invest in a yoga mat. Number two, buy some yoga props. Go to yogaoutlet.com and buy a pair of foam yoga blocks, the four-inch ones, and you're going to use these things for years. There's so many different ways to learn how to use a yoga block to support your body, whether you have an injury or you just want to focus on a particular part of your body. You can use a block to isolate a hip or a knee. They can give you more length depending on what pose you're working on, but just absolutely great thing to have is a pair of foam yoga blocks. They make cork yoga blocks and they make wooden yoga blocks. And I really wouldn't recommend those unless you really know why you're getting those and why you'd use them. So that's number two, buy some yoga props. Number three, find a space at home that works for you. I think if you have a regular yoga practice and you know what you're doing, you're not necessarily beholden to a laptop or a television that has to lead you through a class, you can just go anywhere in your apartment or home or house or garage, where it's just a great space to check out, turn off the cell phone, get away from family or roommates or whatever your living situation is, and spend a little time with yoga. And I think it's just critical to have that separation in life. Now, if you are someone who needs a TV and a laptop to follow a class, well, then, yeah, you still have to find your space. It might be harder to use a certain room, but just try to have a place where you go to. You might have to move some furniture around, but at least make sure you have seven feet by seven feet so you can do a spread eagle on your back and move your arms and legs around without having to knock anything. That's a good test. Can you lie down, spread eagle, and have the space? The other thing is also standing. If you raise your hands above you straight up, you want to make sure you've got some clearance up there and you're not dragging your knuckles at the top of the ceiling or knocking out a chandelier or flipping a ceiling light. You'll figure it out. But anyhow, that's it. Find your own space. Number three. Number four, establish some routine. And this doesn't have to be you do yoga every day at 6 a.m. for 90 minutes. It could literally be you roll your yoga mat out, you turn on your coffee machine and you lie on your back on your yoga mat. You just take a breath. Like, where am I at today? What happened to my youth? Why do I have this job? <laughs> or whatever it is for you. Just learn to check out. Like turn off the phone, put some music on, and just start moving around. I think music with yoga can be great. If you know what you're doing and you don't need someone to lead you, put on a great dead show or something, or put on Pink Floyd, or put on some Dylan, and just enjoy moving around and working on a little bit of your practice. The bottom line is you have to start some kind of habit or routine, and it could be once a week, it could be twice a week, but always try to do something in the morning, because if you don't do it in the morning, your chances are you're never going to get to it. And so 
Just start some routine and start building on it and try to be as consistent as you can. That's number four. Number five, and I really love this one, no expectations or hard goals. You just want to think intentional increments. There's no measuring yourself. Like you don't have your eye watch counting your steps with yoga. (laughs) You should definitely not have that. But no smart goals. So much of our work now in our daily job day to day, these smart goals, like, you know, you got to measure your week and you got to hit your numbers for the month and then the quarter and then the year. You know, we got enough of that. So when it comes to yoga, you don't need to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals. Just let the practice take you there. Some days you're going to be on the money and just cranking. Other days you're going to be like, you know what? My knee's kind of bugging me. It's not feeling great. And so what? You know, you came to do 60 minutes and you end up doing 34 minutes. Well, at least you did 34, right? So just think intentional increments. And over time, your body's going to take you where you need to go. That's number five. Number six, explore what is online. There's a ton of stuff online. I do believe going to a yoga studio is the best way to really get your yoga practice started. But in COVID being displaced, the fact that we have all these great apps on our smart televisions now. So explore what's online. Yoga with Adrienne on YouTube is great. It's free yoga. She's been doing this for, I think, six or seven years, maybe more. And she's got a ton of stuff. And you can just Google anything on YouTube, just sun salutations, beginner sequence, beginner's class, poses and how to do certain poses and preparations for poses, whatever you need. There's also subscription apps. Peloton's got a whole bunch of different exercise stuff, including yoga. There's some yoga-specific subscription apps called Glow and Alo. But Yoga with Adrienne is a great place to start. If there was one place I'd recommend, I would say check that out. That's number six. Number seven, start with sun salutations. I mean, I would say at the most rudimentary, just get on the mat and start moving around a little bit side to side. Bring your knee up to your chest. Bring your other knee up to your chest. Breathe, check in, do a little core, toe taps, whatever. And you can flip over on your belly and kind of do a little child's pose and that kind of thing. But sun salutations is really the first step to doing a yoga practice. And you start at the top of your mat standing, you raise your arms up, inhale, and you exhale your forward fold, and you can bend your knees. And then you inhale, come up halfway, and then you exhale forward fold, and then inhale, come all the way up again, and then arms by your side. Like that is a half salutation. There's more you can add to that. You can add down dog and up dog and plank. But that's the start. And I think you need to get into that motion, that groove. It's probably going to feel insignificant, boring, and not much like a workout in the beginning. But over time, you will realize that that movement, especially when you are coordinating your inhale and exhale, your breath, actually gets you fired up and going for the day, right? So start with sun salutations, number seven. Number eight, practice non-judgment. Just like mindfulness and meditation, You want to let go of those thoughts that you have and just acknowledge them and then let them go. You're going to be probably pretty critical and judgmental of yourself as someone who probably was once just a total athlete in high school or college. When you start doing yoga and you're over the age of 40, it's going to be pretty humbling. It's going to be a little bit boring. It's going to be a little bit annoying. It's going to be humbling though, because once you really get into a class, 
they're moving along and it's tough to keep pace. You don't have to keep pace. You can back off and find your own pace. But just realize that your body's learning a whole new way to move and in coordination and just go easy on yourself. I would say if you are in a class, maybe don't go to the front row. So you got a couple dozen sets of eyes on you if you're not doing well. Go to the back, go to the side. I think this is like standard operating procedure for guys when they go to yoga class. They're like, okay, I'm going to go to the backside. I'm going to be closest to the door in case I got to get out of here. Anyhow, number eight, practice non-judgment. Do not be super critical on yourself. Over time, it just happens, especially if you can stick with this stuff. Number nine, take a yoga class at your local yoga studio. And more importantly, support that yoga studio. So no question, it is better to be in a yoga studio taking a class with an instructor surrounded by people. That's my honest opinion and feeling is that all the home practice stuff is great. There's a lot of resources, but nothing replaces the real thing. And there's something about being with others in the room. Some folks have a more advanced practice and it's great to watch them and see how they move in and out of poses. Others are struggling as much as you are, if not more. And you just learn a lot about where you're at in your practice and you get exposed to other sequences and routines. And like I said, you got to support the yoga studio. These studios don't make much money. They make most of their money off the teacher trainings, which I'm sure most guys aren't even considering, but the studio needs your support. And those instructors, especially the ones who don't have any equity or ownership in the studio, they don't make much money at all. They might have numerous other gigs. They might have a corporate job as well that really pays their bills or a couple different side jobs. So you'll learn faster and you'll be supporting an important member of the community. That's number nine. Number 10, and this is the most important one after buying your own yoga mat, is fall in love with the process and not the results you're hoping for. It is a practice and there's no score. Just enjoy what's taking you. Enjoy learning about what your body can and can't do. And over time, your body can do more. There's some stuff that you may never be able to do, but you're going to find it pretty empowering and you're going to find you really enjoy it. So just like pitching chip shots on the green or improving your snapshot in hockey or your left-hand lacrosse or your backhand in tennis or whatever it is that you enjoy doing, backcasting and fishing. I mean, yeah, you want to hit a better shot or you want to cast a better cast, but if you didn't enjoy the process of learning how to do it, chances are you don't really enjoy it. And I think this one, if you can learn to enjoy the process of yoga, it's going to be helping you out big time. And it's going to help you enjoy all of those things I just rattled off in a great way. So that's it. Fall in love with the process. 10 tips to get you started. They're pretty light. I hope they were helpful. And thanks for listening. <laughs>